Life is a series of circles and cycles, phrases and stages. These experiences teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to It's Your Life with James Cooley. James is a motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the J.C. Cooley Foundation. James is here to equip you to strive for greatness and overcome adversity. It's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now here's the host of It's Your Life, James Cooley. Hello, welcome to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley, and wow, I am excited about this show today. You know, I'm excited about this show because... I believe that the world is full of love and we got people out there that cares. Um, We got people out there that, you know, see that the only way that we can really make it together is with love and bringing each other together and also reaching out to support others that need help. So today we're going to talk about uh, life, love and the betterment for others. And to do that with me, I got two fantastic, fantastic guest contributors uh, i got michelle cooley uh, michelle cooley is uh, uh from new york city and uh she is uh also married to that guy named james cooley you know but uh she uh has a a bachelor's in marketing and she got an mba in marketing so welcome to the show michelle thank you james great to be here and i got my 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 buddy mentor out there chuck trenoni Chuck Trinoni, yeah, this guy is incredible. He does a whole lot of things uh, in, in society. Uh, Chuck is a professional consultant with proven results in planning, managing, and raising over $230 million for nonprofit organizations. Chuck has a passion for helping people secure financial and leadership support and delivering high quality to their customers with extraordinary satisfaction. How you doing, Chuck? Wonderful, James. Thanks for having me. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here in this new year. And we got three fantastic guests, uh, and that we're going to talk about them a little bit. But I'm 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 just going to call the names out right now. We got uh, Kim Garrich, who is uh, one of my Rotarian buddies. How you doing, Kim? I'm so good. Thanks for having me, James. Yeah. Good we got to see you. <laughs> we got Mr. Mark uh, Monarchy, who uh, I have uh, been watching this stuff and chatting with him for a couple of weeks, and I'm, I'm excited about. Uh, uh, what he's going to share with us. How you doing? How you doing, Mark? Thanks for having me, James. It's a pleasure. And we got Melissa Drake. I tell you, I, I'm just fascinated uh, with, with the things that she's doing uh, out there in society and, and the love and caring and all of those things that, that she's bringing. All three of these guests, you are going to uh, get a chance to understand uh, what love is all about. So uh, i tell you what, Chuck, what you've been doing? Just moving from the end of the year to the beginning of the year and, and, and getting things going again, you know? Oh, yeah, man. I, I, that's, that's, uh, we always out there moving, getting around, doing certain things. And, you know, I'll tell you, um, and Michelle and I have been doing the same thing, just uh, trying to stay fit, trying to stay healthy, uh, trying to stay away from this virus. I want to get back to California. You normally, we normally go back every month, but. I don't know right now. <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't. I don't know. You know. We miss you out here. We miss you. We're looking forward to seeing you out here. Oh yeah. So uh, the first thing I always do is I always uh, open up with my opening statement and, and and let our listening audience know um, what we're thinking, what I think. You know, just like I said to today's show is uh, love, life, and the betterment for others, because I believe the Lord placed all of us on this earth for a purpose. We all experience trials and tribulations, and we are tested in our commitments and our purpose, but we have to maintain uh, that strong heart. I believe we are a part of God's plan. And what I mean by that, we got to make ourselves and others better people. We got to help ourselves and others find success and experience with God's purpose and creating us. We got to release our purpose in the world and do whatever it takes to make it happen and bring the betterment of others. In today's show, we have three outstanding individuals who will share their vision and experience on how we can do that. They will also share their experience on how they are doing things to make the world a lot better place and how they are inspired with generosity and pulling everybody together. So that's the main 
uh, thing that I want to get across. Chuck, you want to tell our listening audience about our purpose of, this, of today's show? Sure. Because the guests are so steep with resources and knowledge, we want to identify resources for those in need. We want to realize we're all in this together. We're not alone. And how to contribute to the betterment of the others. And they're here to share it with us. Wow. So just like I told you, sit back. Uh, I want to bring on our, our first guest. Uh, Michelle, would, the, would you mind telling our listening audience about our, our first guest? Um, great, James. Um, the extraordinary Kim Garish. Kim Garish is the executive director of Michelle's Place Cancer Resource Center. She was their first employee 17 years ago. She was born and raised in San Diego and graduated from San Diego State University with a journalism degree. Kim and her husband, Brian, live in Temecula with their two dogs, Molly and Hank. Kim enjoys spending time with her three grown daughters, camping and adventures with her friends. It's your life is pleased to welcome Kim Garish. Welcome to the show, Kim. <laughs> welcome to the show. Hey, Kim, can you tell us uh, a little bit about uh, yourself and, and your background? Sure. So, um, I, I mean, Michelle kind of summed it up. I was, I haven't gone far. I was born and raised in San Diego. <laughs> And uh, went to San Diego State, moved up here, like a lot of people, um, you know, in 1999, uh, when housing was cheap and the neighborhoods are safe and it was a great place to raise your kids. And so we moved up here to enjoy that lifestyle. And it's it's been amazing. I fell in love with it immediately in the community that it is. And I joined Rotary really early on, the Temecula Noon Rotary Club. See that plug right there, James? I'm going to, I wouldn't have to pick for anything this week on that. Um and just started doing a lot of community service and learning more and more about the community and the nonprofits and the people in the community. And, you know, of course, with three kids in sports and school, you are quickly entrenched in it. So I fell in love with it. Um, I then um, and I worked for the Temecula Valley Wine Growers Association and um, and then volunteered for some other organizations. I met Michelle's place. Um, I actually answered an ad in the newspaper, if you remember those days. See, this is when I start feeling old, JC, (laughs) because um, the newspaper, when we read the newspaper. And there's an ad in there for a part-time marketing person for a breast cancer resource center. And uh, marketing was my 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 gig. Um, journalism was my major. I loved writing and advertising. I'd worked for an ad agency for seven years in San Diego before I came here. And so I, I looked into it. And as the story goes, I interviewed for the job. It was 20 hours a week. The pay was less than I've ever been paid. I think it was minimum wage, probably. Um, but it was a nonprofit that had a really great cause. Um, I, and I thought it sounded interesting and intriguing and exciting. So I interviewed for the job. I went through seven interviews. I met with the executive board, uh, who were mostly family at the time, on a Saturday evening. And, uh, and the consultant, who is a friend of, of Michelle's Place family, had asked me a lot of questions before the, uh, the uh, interview. And um, so I was pretty well prepped, had all my writing samples on the table. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, this is the lowest paid job I've ever applied for, for 20 hours a week, seven interviews. I've nailed this. If they don't hire me, I don't know who these people want, right? Thinking I'm, I'm all that in a box of rocks. Well, then Michelle's parents were there and they're part of the board. And Michelle's mom, Marilyn, started telling the story of Michelle um, and, and their journey with her. She was diagnosed with fourth stage breast cancer at the age of 23, she fought it for three years. Back then, treatment was very barbaric, really rough. And so they're telling me about the loss of their daughter. And it hit me like a ton of bricks that this wasn't a job that I was interviewing for. This was, this was their daughter's legacy. And if this wasn't done correctly, if it wasn't done right, it was going to go away. And so I immediately was hit with this immense need to, um, to do this, to do this work. And I started crying <laughs> in the interview and essentially begging for the job. And, uh, and just with, you know, I, I needed to do this. I knew I was the one to do it. And so I went home and I told my husband, if they don't hire me, I'm going to be working there for free. And he said, Oh, great. Cause it wasn't already, you know, low enough. Now we're going to work for free. Well, of course they, they did hire me and I've had the blessing of being their director now for 17 years 
And uh, it is truly a passion and a hobby and a, um, it's not a job. It's definitely my life. And I love it every minute of it. It's taught my children um, lessons um, about humility and passion and compassion and love for others. And it's truly been a blessing to be here. That's how I got here. If that's where you're going. With that. yeah, that's great. Well, well Kim, can you share with us what Michelle's place cancer resource center does and how you impact the community? Sure. Yeah. I'd love to. Um, so Michelle's place initially uh, start, started serving breast cancer patients, essentially. Um, we're a direct service center, so people come to us when they need resources. So what that means is they can come here Monday through Friday, 9 to 3.30, and, um, and get whatever, whatever they can from the center. They'll, they're greeted by a volunteer. We have a, about 160 volunteers that work at Michelle's Place run the center. So they meet the, the, the client when they come in. Typically, they don't know what they're facing, and the client doesn't need an appointment. They don't even need to know why they're there. They simply have been told, you should go to Michelle's Place because you have cancer. Um, and they walk in. They tell their story. We collect a little information and then we just listen. We do active listening, see what their needs might be. And it could just be that they had nowhere else to go and they have no one else to talk to. And they just need someone to understand and listen to their story. And we're really good at that. We have five patient navigators and those, those are the really the rock stars of Michelle's place. They sit and they listen um, to what they need. And that again, could just be a listening ear. It could be financial assistance. We have financial assistance in the form of grocery gift cards uh, we have free medical transportation. We have um, a variety of different resources we can connect them to um, for utility payments, mortgage payments, child care, things like that. We also have free wigs, prosthesis, hats, scarves, a variety of those types of actual support services. We have a lending library. We have a multitude of support groups. We have a metastatic support group, a children's support group, a Spanish-speaking support group, an ovarian cancer support group a young woman's support group, a men's support group, a caregiver support group. So we have a lot of support groups. Uh, we have an art class. We've got journaling. We have Reiki. We have meditation. We have a lot of support services here at the center um, that they can access. So really whatever it is they need, we try to either hook them up with or they can re- actually get here at Michelle's place. Wow. You know what? Well, keep that thought because we're going to come back and continue to talk about to Kim about Michelle Place. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Here's your host, James Cooley. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. Hey, Kim, uh, wow, that was that was a mouthful, but I want to know more, wow. more and more. I mean, uh, how many patients do you guys serve uh, per year? Yeah. So I had mentioned previously for the first 17 years of Michelle's place that we served just breast cancer patients and we expanded just a couple of years ago to serve all cancer patients really because the need was so great. We were getting so many people. We were averaging about a thousand um, breast cancer patients a year at the center and slowly but surely um, people, other people with other kinds of cancers, other women would be coming to us and asking for any kind of resources. And we always have kept the doors open and said, we're happy to help. We, but we're, we're specific, uh, specifically focused on breast. And we, so we knew our board knew we would have to expand at some point. And fortunately we moved to uh, another, a new space where we're able to serve more people. And so we're averaging right now about 1800 cancer patients a year at Michelle's place. Yeah. What, what, what uh, type of assistance, do, what type of assistance that you guys provide for the family and caregivers? 
Yeah, the family is really, you know, a huge part of this journey. I mean, nobody faces cancer by themselves, or you hope they don't, right? So we want to keep the families all inclusive, especially the kids. Um, and that's tough. So a lot of times, you know, spouses, significant others, friends come with the cancer patients to the different classes, support groups, to the center itself. So we offer, um, we're, we're starting a new caregiver support group. So that could be anybody who's helping give care to the cancer patient. We have a couple of programs just for kids. We have a Kids Connected program where we offer support and resources and really kind of, I hate to call it counseling, but it's more guidance for the kids where they could come. Um, and we we talk to them on their level. We have a professional who does that in, in a group setting, but we also have a couple different events um, during the holidays specifically where we offer Thanksgiving baskets, for instance, for the family. So we give them non-perishable foods. we work with our Rotary Club, the United Way. The kids come, the families are invited. We want them all to be together because when they're all together, the kids look at the at kids and the other families that their mom looks the same as my mom. And that's not weird. That's that's normal here, right? That's not something that looks different. And so we try to encourage the families to come to our events as, as a unit versus just the cancer patient so that we can provide that support, whatever that looks like. And again, it's whether it's just talking to them one-on-one, whether it's um, having a support group for them, um, whatever that looks like, we want to help provide that for them. Who has access to your services? Is it geographically uh, um confined or, or, or focused? Right. No, thank, that's a good question, Chuck. Thanks. We are located in Temecula. Uh, so if you can get here, then you can access our services. We have sometimes moms visit from out of town, their children, and they bring mom over here for a wig or just to talk to people or just to get some, some information, some resources. Um, so if you can get here, you, you can access our, our resources. But we have a lot of people who just call. I mean, some of our clients have never even been to the center. They just, they talk to their one patient navigator on a regular basis, or we connect them uh, virtually and they can, they can talk to them that way. Um, so anyone has access to our resources. As long as you reach out, we're here to help. Wow. Just curious. Do you do an infusions? Do you help with infusions? No, no, no. no. we, we're not a treatment center in any capacity. We're completely a resource center. So again, we can't give any suggestions. We can't make recommendations on treatment or doctors, but we can provide that information to you. So we have information on it. We just don't do it here. Okay. You know, so uh, a lot of great information. Kim, we're going to bring you back. Uh, but we're going to get to our next guest right now. Uh, Michelle, uh, would you mind telling our listeners a little bit about our next guest? No problem, James. Melissa Drake. Melissa Drake is a mother of five children, four are biological and one, her niece, is from foster care. Melissa has been married to her husband, David, for 27 years. She loves volunteering and reaching out to the community. She was very active volunteering with her children's schools and her church. In 2017, she founded Seeds of Hope, a 501c3 that works with low-income families, primarily those who are legal African refugees in San Diego. Melissa has been volunteering with these families for the past 12 years. She originally volunteered with another organization, and this was her first exposure to the refugee community. While volunteering for this other organization, she helped out at their food distribution, handing out clothes and basic needs. She started and planned events such as a backpack slash school supply outreach and adopt a family at Christmas, as well as an Easter basket giveaway and an event for over 600 children. While serving at this organization, she felt like there was so much more that needed to be done to make an impact. She felt that there had to be a way to help these families long-term so they could be self-sufficient. She wanted to teach these kids life skills, show and give them opportunities, broaden their horizons, help with education, expose them to things outside their neighborhood, give them hope and dreams for their future. And there began her nonprofit Seeds of Hope. She wants to plant seeds of hope in each child and family member to give them vision and hope for their future. It's your life welcomes Melissa Drake. Welcome, Melissa. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. And Melissa, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, uh, your background? Sure. 
I actually grew up in San Diego County in a, a small, smaller town back then called Vista. Um, I'm the youngest of eight children. Um, I actually lived in Mexico for a short time growing up. I'm fluent in Spanish. Um, as we, I have five children, I, I've always just loved to volunteer and reach out to the community. Um, and I'm just really thankful for having five children. A lot of people would say, hey, after you have kids, you know, you got to find your passion. And um, really thankful I found it earlier. I never, I had never been around this community. So I'm really excited to just love on them and reach out to the community I work with. What started or what inspired you uh, to get off into volunteering? So, I mean, I've always volunteered with my kids um, and church, but around 2008, uh, my daughter was going to go volunteer with a group um, and it ended up being these refugee families. And it was something that was very being 30 minutes away. I never had been exposed to that at all. So it was very interesting to me. And actually during that same time was kind of um, the financial crisis that kind of had happened. And we were affected um, quite a bit during that time. And so I could either kind of have a pity party. And I thought, you know what, people always say, you know, when you need to get out of yourself, go serve. And so I started serving more and more and going, okay, you know what, I have a lot to be grateful for. So that's kind of where things started launching for me. Wow. What is Seeds of Hope? And what's your, what purpose do you provide to people? You know what, Seeds of Hope, you know, basically, I mean, obviously, we all have our own mission statements, but as to give vision and hope opportunity for low income families, um, to give them vision, opportunity, experiences, I build relationships with them. Um, it's, it's one of those things that every person and every family is different, you know, every need is different. And so one might look from, you know, getting a job application and one might get 10 minutes out of the way and go, where am I? I've never seen this before. I'm still in San Diego, but I've never left my neighborhood. Wow. Yeah. Well, how, how do you see what you're doing really making a difference in the um, families and the children that you serve? Well, interestingly enough, I would say every day that I'm down there and every text message, every message that I get, there is an awe moment with every family that I work with. There is whether I provide help a dad find a job, whether I give a kid an opportunity to go on a college visit, whether I give kids an opportunity to get out of their neighborhood, you know, 10 minutes, 30 minutes away. And, you know, some of the kids, if they come to my home, they're like, why don't you have bars on your window? Why is your neighborhood clean? Why um, can I have ever a chance to live in this kind of place? And I just want to give them exposure and let them know, you know, there's chances you, you can do this. What what resources? I mean, you and I were talking about this uh, a lot. I mean, I, th- I think you mentioned about starting schools and this and that. Uh, can you tell our listeners a little bit about that? Sure, absolutely. So, let me just backtrack a little bit. Um, a couple years ago, I started a tutoring program. I started working with some children, and started realizing before COVID that there was a huge deficit that I would say almost every single child that I volunteer with is behind three to five years academically. Um, I had a a child this summer I started working with. He was about to start third grade and he didn't know a single letter or sound in the alphabet and he was just getting passed along. And so with that, um, I started to realize this is a huge issue with these kids and these families and the, the families don't really have the knowledge or tools or realize how far they are behind. So recently, we basically launched an education empowerment program to give these kids opportunities when it could be through tutoring, but the reality is tutoring doesn't really work that well because if there's huge educational gaps, they need to be retaught. So we're putting some kids in some small private schools. We're actually starting a homeschool pod to let these kids have the chance to academically catch up and fill in their educational gaps so that they can actually succeed. Wow. You know, that's that's a lot. You know what? We're going to take a station break, but we're going to come back and continue to talk to Melissa and bring on Mark Meineke. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. 
there's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity. Coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow, and we rely heavily on the generosity of of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Here's your host, James Cooley. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley, and I'll tell you, we're having a great conversation with Melissa Drake. And uh, Melissa, um, just a lot of things that, that you, you, you're doing. Um, uh, just just listening to you kind of give me goosebumps uh, because it's all about love. It's all about uh, helping others out. Uh, tell us, uh, tell our listening audience about some of the challenges that you might have. That I might have or that they have? Yes, with, with the program, yes. I, I couldn't hear you again. Say that, that again. That they might have and uh, you know. Well, obviously, um, coming from another country, that is one big challenge. They, they come and they are put into one of the lowest um, income levels, poverty areas in the community. And so when they come here, they come and they're put in this neighborhood. And so now they're new, um, what they acclimate is to this new community. So not only resources, education, um, experiences, opportunities, there's not a whole lot going on there. And so I would say, you know, right now, in general, education is super important. But right now with um, what's going on with you know, COVID, these kids are getting further and further behind. So I would say that's one of their biggest challenges right now. Well, I'm kind of curious. Uh, what ages do, what ages of children do you uh, provide services to and male, female, and how do they contact you? How do you reach out to them? So basically elementary school through typically the first year in college is what we focus on. Um, oddly enough, some of the families I had met previously when I used to volunteer with that other organization now, um, through other families that I volunteer with, they've connected me. Kids, it's super cute. Kids will contact me directly on Instagram saying, hey, mm-hmm. I see what you're doing with my friends. Can I join your club? Can, and I, sometimes I can't take them. You know, we have, but there, I have kids that contact me every day. Can I join now? Is there a spot? Can I join? And so they really want opportunity. They really want experiences. You know, they're texting, you know, or messaging me saying, I need help with school. I, don't, I can't do Zoom. Please, you know, give me a little help. I need, you know, help me anytime. So they regularly are reaching out. Um, and they're, but they're amazing kids. They're wonderful. They want to learn. They want opportunity like all of us. What kind of businesses or corporations, government, individual support will help seize the hope and help best serve these children? What kind of businesses? Yes. So we have had farmers insurance come alongside of us. We've had some different foundations come alongside of us, um, private donors primarily. It's something, obviously, we're a newer organization. So we, you know, are new. But um, those are primarily the organizations right now that are helping us or businesses. Oh, yeah. You know, so I tell you what, we're going to come back to you again, Melissa, but we're going to bring on our next guest right now. Michelle, will you uh, tell the listeners a little bit about our next guest? Yes, uh, Mark Meinke. Mark Meinke is a Canadian infantry veteran and the creator of Operation Tango Romeo, the trauma recovery podcast for veterans, first responders, and their families. Operation Tango Romeo is on a mission to save lives and relieve pain by making 
by helping for PTS injuries easily accessible with a vision of a world where the path to recovery is clear. Those wounded with PTS injuries are often disconnected from society and even from their own lives. With this disconnection comes pain, loneliness, depression, and anger. All too often, the sense of disconnection results in reduced ability to create an income, homelessness, and even suicide. Operation Tango Romeo is an easily accessible lifeline for the wounded to reconnect. By reconnecting, the listeners know that they are not alone. This connection creates a sense of hope that recovery is possible, and the content of Operation Tango Romeo provides the path to recovery. It's your life. Welcomes Mark Meinke. Welcome to the show, Mark. How you doing? How you doing, my friend? Hello, sir. Thank you so much for having me on. Uh, to say it's an honor is not a platitude. I really mean it. Uh, what a heck of a line of a guest you have today. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you know, uh, we, we, we got to continue bringing uh, these great messages to our, our listening audience. And uh, just like I mentioned uh, earlier, we, we got three all-stars, including yourself. <laughs> yeah. Can you tell uh, our listening audience a little bit about, about you? And uh, are you living in Canada and, and all that great stuff? So uh, enlighten them a little bit. Well, I think uh, I'm at a loss with such a darn good introduction. Pretty much covered a lot of it. Um, how I fell into all of this, uh, I served in the Canadian Infantry, the PPCLI, Princess Patricia's Canadian Light Infantry, way back in the early 90s. And I was deployed to Croatia uh, during the, the Balkan conflict. And unfortunately, it wasn't covered by the news a whole lot, what was going on, even though there's 21 countries there. Uh, but it was a full-on genocide against Muslims and Serbs uh, to push them all out of Croatia and started a whole cascade of wars. There's about five wars in total, um, uh, different battlefronts. But what happened there was enough to cause me a pretty serious uh, injury. And back then, nobody was talking about PTSD. I don't even know if it was a term back then. Uh, they would call it shell shock or all kinds of different words. But what I do know is that uh, I went undiagnosed for well over 20 years. And um, uh, with my new life and my second marriage and uh, uh, a kind and very tolerant wife, one day she put her hand on my uh, shoulder and, and I just realized, oh boy, I've got to reach out for help. And as part of the process of um, through Veterans Affairs and everything else was a peer support group that I was invited out to. And with that invite, I'm so glad I went. I wasn't very interested in a peer support group. I thought, what are we going to do? Hold hands and sing Kumbaya? But uh, I went anyway. Thank goodness I did. And then what do you know? After a few months, I ended up being the guy that was facilitating the, the exact same peer support groups. And that's where Tango Romeo comes from. Uh, both Kim and um, Melissa know all about peer support groups and, and the power of that. It provides a sense of, I'm not nuts, I'm not alone, other people are going through this, and it's okay to not be okay. And uh, in the support groups that were previously mentioned, there was fractures, not just one, there's one for every specialty, because having culturally competent voices is really, really important so that you can feel that sense of connection with the other members of the group, which is why, even though... PTSD can happen to anybody at any time, and really, uh, Operation Tango Romeo is for anyone who wants to recover from uh, trauma. It's much easier to relate to it if you speak the language of first responders and military veterans. And now it's in 37 countries, give or take, and it's I've, I'm doing that so that the beauty, the magic that happens at our in-person peer support group is now available to the world, to anybody that wants to dial in. And of course, it's free. Wow. You know, uh, I am so fascinated in, in uh, uh, your organization. Can you uh, tell our listening audience a little bit more about that and exactly what, all, what, what you guys do? Well, that's most of it. What uh, Tanko Romeo does is, well, a few things. One, we're an aggregate. So I part of my mission is to find every kind of facilitator, uh, mental health professional, people with lived experience, anybody who's on the other side of PTSD, and 
talk about how they got there or what off what services are offered to get there. And I've discovered all kinds of things that I never knew about and either did a lot of other people, which is um, uh, part of the gift of Tango Romeo when you go through the show list. So PTSD is not a one size fits all thing. Uh, often you say, well, just spend some time in the woods and you'll be fine. Well, that's not exactly true. It, that works for some people some of the time. Um, there's things called like forest bathing. Uh, there's equine therapy. There, on episode 71, I had uh, a couple of scientists with uh, their new technology, just an app on your phone and uh, helps you get to sleep. Because uh, most of us really suffer from a complete and utter lack of decent sleep. Uh, so all these different modalities that I'm able to find, um, whether it be mindfulness through bushcraft or there's just so many to, uh, I can't really list them off. But being an aggregate for healing is one of the things that we do. Uh, the other is to have is the sharing of stories through the sharing of stories, and it's so difficult to do that. It's difficult to admit that um, you destroyed one or two marriages, and it really was your fault. You were the jerk. Um, It's difficult to share those types of stories. But for those that have the courage to recover out loud, I provide a platform for them to share those stories. And when they do that, that says to the others, oh, my gosh, I, yes, I am a complete train wreck, but so are they and so are they. And it's not because I'm a complete loser. It's because I am injured and I am fighting against this injury. Oh, all right. So it's not an excuse for my behavior or my life, but it is a reason. And now I know what to do about it and how to overcome this so I can live a better life and that so that those in my orbit also have a better life around me. Interesting. Just curious, how did you come up with the name Operation Tango Romeo and then move it into the podcast world? Well, uh, Tango Romeo in the phonetic alphabet are the the letters for T-R, and it's just trauma recovery. So my website is operationtraumarecovery.org. And, uh, and, and that's it. I also didn't want to have trauma in the name. Um, I, I wrestled with it because, yes, you should recover out loud. But if you're going to wear a hat with my logo on it, uh, I don't want a stamp on your forehead that says, hey, I got PTSD. That way, it's just more of a, it's a safe conversation starter if people are talking about it Smart. and safer for people to share it. Yeah, that really is. Um, hey, hey, hold, hold, hold your question, Chuck. We're going to take a station break, but we're going to come back and continue this conversation. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow, and we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. 
It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Here's your host, James Cooley. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. Wow, I'll tell you, we're having a great time with Mark. And Chuck, you had a question right before the break. And uh, can you, can yeah. you? I'm sorry. Yeah, well, Mark was talking to us about the various types of help he gives, the types of trauma help he has. And I know you focus on veterans and first responders and their families. Just what is that? What is that the trauma help that you provide the people who uh, you serve? Well, it's again, it's the it's the aggregate. So it's the list of resources. So if you're interested in one particular modality of healing, I have top experts from around the uh, around the world where you can hear that and see if that's for you. And the other is simply that sense of peer support and connection by by tuning in to to the show yeah yeah that sounds cool yeah um going a little bit personal here did you know people who suffered from ptsd personally and how has that impacted your life to move in this direction yes absolutely it's the when i started this journey and first reached out for help and started to in the injured veteran community, I started to see similarities, other people that have had a train wreck behind them that was very similar to, to my train wreck. It's never quite the same, but it's always similar. And when I realized the, the pain and the suffering that's caused, see, what a lot of people don't understand is that PTSD is an actual neurological injury. What it does is that it rewires your brain so that your amygdala or the lizard brain, the fight flight response is what's doing all the thinking for you. Then that's great in an emergency situation. Uh, that's what you need to stay alive. And very few people have the ability to do really, really well and perform at a high level in an emergency situation. The bummer is, is that that throttle can get stuck on full and it takes over when you're at the kitchen table or when you're grocery shopping or just driving to work. It's on high in high gear when it's not even supposed to be on at all. And that causes a lot of problems in your life. Uh, ch- uh, challenges with uh, horrific nightmares every single night. Uh, for myself, it was over 20 years of nightmares. Uh, unfortunately, still suffering to a degree. And that is really, really common. So, yes. And of course, one of the common side effects of uh, PTSD with the the depression and anxiety and everything else is suicide. And everybody in our community knows a few people that have taken their own life, that have died by suicide. And veteran homelessness as well. In the States, it's an interesting stat. About one in four or one in five homeless are military veterans. And that's probably why. Uh, Because the PTSD, the effect that it can have on your life, doesn't always affect everybody the same. But when it puts you towards homelessness, it, um, it reduces your ability to earn an income. For one of the reasons of that is you simply can't keep a job because you're confrontational with people. You can't be pushed. You cannot be bullied uh, by anyone. And when you lose job after job after job, it gets so demoralizing that at some point you just cannot bring yourself to keep looking for a job. You just can't. It's just easier and less emotionally painful to uh, to to be homeless. And there's about 165 uh, to 200 homeless veterans in the city of Calgary, it's estimated. So we have a home uh, veteran-specific food bank here. It's a um, very, very real problem. And of course, it's more than just veterans. But when you ha- have a podcast, it's good to have a very specific focus uh, to, to target a good specific o- audience. Wow. You know, uh, in Watching some of your videos, uh, uh, one video really caught my attention really well. And one of it, it says that uh, you was asked a question, uh, are you committed to being a victim or are we, or are you committed to recovery? Uh, could you tell our listeners a little bit about that? Earlier, I had mentioned uh, 
being a part of the injured veteran community, and it is a community, some people like to stay there, whether not consciously, but unconsciously, because it gives you a title. I'm an injured veteran, and that is a certain status that can garner attention. And it's no different if you, whatever's going on. Uh, I know people with cancer that refuse to uh, say that I'm a cancer victim. Uh, they, while they're going through the treatments, they say, I'm, I'm a cancer survivor as they're going through it. Well, if you're alive and you're breathing, yes, that's exactly what you are. You're a survivor. And they don't, they go away from that stigma as a for, as a, in, instead of hanging on to it. And that's in every community where there are injuries or there are struggles. And I've definitely seen it in ours. So that's um, the victim mentality is something to be very, very cautious of because it's addictive like alcohol or anything else. It can be super addictive and it's not, it doesn't help you because if your focus is, is on the fact that you have been injured, then your focus is not on recovery. It's like the practice of gratitude. It is impossible to focus on what you're grateful for and also be sad about what you don't have in your life. You can't suck and blow at the same time. You can't do both. So if you're focused on the positive, um, then you're focused on the constructive. What can I do better? Not, oh my gosh, look at all the damage I've caused. I'm a horrible human being and it's because I'm injured. Yes, you acknowledge that. You acknowledge it, you honor it, and it's the truth. But what are you going to do about it? Because recovery is an activity, not an event. It doesn't just happen one day. It's an activity, and it's an activity that you can't stop. It's like going to the gym. Well, You can say, well, I used to be in great shape. Well, that doesn't help you today. You got to keep working out. You got to keep active, or you will lose it. And it's like that with PTSD recovery as well. Uh, you have to have action, healthy action on, on a regular basis, or you will suffer. And those are the choices you have to make. Um, in these COVID-19 pandemic times, are, you, are, are the people that are coming to you for help, resources and such, are they feeling it a little bit more? I mean, are, are mental health issues ex- expounding because of these times? Unfortunately, yes. Um, We call it the trauma cup. So when a normal healthy person, I mean, everybody has trauma. Everybody has a story. Everybody has had bad stuff happen to them and around them. But the average healthy person, their trauma cup is full, maybe a quarter or a third. What happens with uh, PTSD is that that trauma cup is right up at the top and you just touch it and it overflowed. So if your cup uh, cup is already pretty much full and then you throw on a global pandemic, um, you were having trouble dealing with it before the pandemic. And now uh, you're trying to keep um, the glass from spilling over while the ground is shaking. So suicides have been up. I've certainly seen it. Divorces are up. Um, it, it has been an extra struggle for sure, but with extra struggle, with extra challenge, you have to take extra action. You have to be extra mindful. You have to step up or it will beat you. You know, uh, wow. We're coming down to the end of the show, but I want to give, uh, each and each one of you, uh, an, an opportunity to, uh, let our listening audience know how that they can get involved in helping, uh, your cause. I want to start with you first, Cam. Cam. Oh, me? Yes. <laughs> Thanks, JC. Um, people can be involved with Michelle's Place. We have a lot of volunteer opportunities, of course, donations, and we hope to have events this year. But you can check all of that out on our website at michellesplace.org. We also have Facebook and Twitter and even TikTok now and Instagram. So check us out um, and get involved. Thank you. Melissa? Hi there. Um, We always need volunteers. Absolutely. We need tutors, actually teachers that are retired that would like to come alongside these kids. And these kids really need exposure to get out of their neighborhood opportunities. So if you have any network um, of people that, you know, can provide those kind of opportunities, then obviously we always need donations to 
fill in those gaps for those kids too. Mark, what about you? OperationTraumaRecovery.org. OperationTraumaRecovery.org is the main website. And from there is all the links to all the major podcast platforms. Um, Or you can just go to Spotify or whatever your podcast platform is. And really what I'm looking for is help with exposure. The resource that you don't know about doesn't help. And this is free. So as part of uh, corporate advertising, I have some companies that are uh, saying, hey, we're a proud sponsor of this and got my logo on their advertising. And it doesn't actually cost them anything because they're advertising anyway. So, and I'm just piggybacking off that. doesn't cost them an an extra dime. It just enhances their current advertising um, saying, hey, here's this resource and here's the link to this resource. And that's really what what I'm looking for to get more and more exposure to touch more and more lives. Wow. You know, I want to thank each and every last one of you for taking the time to come on your show life and share the great things that you all are doing out there. I think you guys are doing some fantastic things. I think we need to get other uh, organizations, other people involved. We need to get other people to care like we do. You know, so uh, continue to uh, do the things that, that you all are doing and this help make the world better. You know, so I also like to thank uh, uh, my uh, two guest uh, contributors, uh, Chuck Trinoni and Michelle Cooley. Again, my fabulous guests, Kim, uh, Melissa, and Mark. And most importantly, I'd like to thank our listening audience for taking time uh, to tune in with us again. Uh, we are always looking for sponsors so we can continue to bring this great message. You know, so we, we, we need sponsors so we can uh, hit the airways and, and continue to educate and continue to bring hope, c- encouragement, and inspire others. It's your life. I'm James Cooley, and we'll be back again next week. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for It's Your Life with James Cooley. To learn more about James, how you can support the show, or become a guest, visit CooleyFoundation.org. That's CooleyFoundation.org. Join James next week at this same time for more motivation and inspiration to help you become equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. This has been It's Your Life, where you learn how to dream big, think big, and be big.